0: Welcome to Prime Alpha's interview series, insights from industry practitioners discussing their journey and their discoveries. Hello, my name is Amanda Jogia, the CEO of Prime Alpha, an online ecosystem bringing together alternative opportunities and their investors. I would like to introduce David Meckleson as he shares his journey from comfortable retirement to founding Checksum Capital, a cutting-edge cryptocurrency and decentralized finance hedge fund. David, a successful fund manager and estate planner, sold his financial services firm, Mickelson Capital Consulting, prior to founding Checksum Capital. David, welcome. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited about this interview.
0: Let's get started and tell us what led you here. Tell us about your career journey.
1: Oh, thank you for asking. I love to talk about myself. Who doesn't, right? I'm a lifelong entrepreneur. And when I was in my late 30s, I decided that I really had a calling to do financial services and I worked for a big investment house and then I transitioned to being independent and I founded Mickelson Capital Consulting in Los Angeles and eventually I moved it to San Diego and we were all about helping clients do planning, estate planning, investments. And I grew right through all the stages of doing that kind of planning and to found a couple of hedge funds in an alternative asset space And eventually, I had some things happen in my life. The main thing is my lovely wife died, and I just didn't have the stomach for it anymore, and I sold the company. In 2019, And I wanted to retire and just get away from it all, and I moved to the beach in Puerto Rico, and I set up shop here, and I had a really lovely experience. And lo and behold, a lot of expatriates have moved here, and it turns out that Puerto Rico is the epicenter of the world for crypto entrepreneurs. And I meet them and they talk about the projects they're doing, how they're going to change the world and all the, not only the money to be made, but the changes that will occur in the overall financial sector is remarkable. And I kind of caught the bug and I started investing in cryptocurrencies and of course did very well because of the markets, not because I was a genius at the time. Long story short, after a number of months of that, I got the idea that really I need to come out of retirement. I need to be able to explain to my thousands of colleagues and friends and former clients that if they don't jump on the bus, they're going to be left in the dust. Because if you're a younger person, it's probably a lot easier to have access and knowledge and people and set up your own accounts and do your own trading. But the generation I'm from, let's call it the 40 to 70 year olds, these people, and I'm one of them, are not really up to speed on how to set up accounts and how to pick tokens and what's a good decentralized finance. In fact, a lot of people have never heard the word decentralized finance and what that means, but it's going to be the most important financial change that will take place in this generation. I just got the bug to lead the charge and inform people and make it available to the public that will listen to the message.
0: Tell us a little bit more about this change in the overall financial sector what do you think is the change
1: well decentralized finance allows peer-to-peer transactions so that a person who's a farmer in zimbabwe can transact money and goods and services instantly at very low cost with anyone on the planet and there's no government or regulatory agency or no intermediaries in between that is a revolutionary change and the thought of that is, well, how does that really relate to me? Well, it's hard to exactly put it all together because it's happening right now. It's happening quickly. So I'll just tell you a quick aside that kind of put the exclamation point on it. I have a client who is one of the founders of the internet. He's a elderly computer science professor at the University of California. And I called him up. Lo and behold, he's still working in a decentralized finance lab at the University of California. And I said to him, I'm interested in doing this. And I explained my business plan to him. I said, is this as real as it sounds to me? Is this as real as what all the colleagues and all my new friends are telling me about? And this gentleman, by virtue of his standing, he was at the beginning of the Internet in 1969. He said, David, you have to understand, this is going to change the world more profoundly than the Internet has. And it's going to do it in half
0: the time. Amazing.
1: Those words were profound and amazing, and I said, I have to do this. So there's gonna be methodologies to disintermediate banks, finance companies, even law firms, because there's gonna be what's called smart contracts, and as they get more sophisticated, they'll be able to do, or individuals will be able to do transactions that are immutable, peer-to-peer, and don't rely on the court system, They don't rely on lawyers. They don't rely on banks. They don't rely on finance companies. And it will evolve to the point where individuals will have the ability to control their own identity and dole out their identity to people like Google and Apple and Microsoft. It won't be that they have your data. You won't be able to control it. The idea is with this kind of technology, eventually, I'm not talking about the next year or two, but eventually individuals will control all their data and will be able to individually select who, what, when, and where gets access to their data. So there's so many changes that are taking place. It's hard to even imagine the implications of it. Just like when the internet was founded, did anyone have an idea that Uber would be coming soon or that the Google search engine would be coming soon when the internet came out? It was an interesting place to look things up, but the profound impact of it wasn't really recognized for many, many years. This is the same kind of profound change. It's the next iteration, the next evolution, and it's going to be faster in terms of its adoption and its impact. I want checksum to be the evangelical voice that a generation that may not have been in on the very, very beginning of this Can see what we're doing, see the opportunity, and take part. We want to make it an easy, smooth on ramp for everybody who really gets a glimmer of this to get involved.
0: You talked about how excited you are and you started your business plan. So, what was the catalyst? What led you to create your firm? And what opportunity did you see in the market?
1: Well, I created the firm because there's literally tens of thousands of different things that are investment opportunities in tokens, decentralized finance, non-fungible tokens in many, 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 many different ways to invest. Well, it's overwhelming. So my fund was established for the sake of having professionals on the inside that could sort through the thousands of opportunities that are presented and be able to pick the best of the breed to put them in a fund, which is basically a pool of assets And then have people come into the fund and add their capital to the fund, and then they equally participate with all the other investors so that everyone has a rateable percentage ownership in all the underlying assets that we buy for the fund. So the the organizing principle is very simple. We as professionals devote ourselves to picking what goes in the fund, and then people can participate, letting us manage what's in and what's not out. So the structure is very simple. Of assets that takes the responsibility off of the shoulders of individuals to figure out what NFT should I buy? Should I buy Ethereum? Should I buy Bitcoin? Should I buy the next Dogecoin? How do I know what's really good and what's going to blow up in my face? Well, the way you do that is you pick a manager. We're the managers for those people who want an easy on-ramp, that want a smooth ride, people that they can rely on, people they can call on the phone, people they know will be there. That is for the sake of why we've established this business. There's always elements that are complicated, but the fundamental, you can boil it down to what I just said.
0: So explain a little bit more about how you help your clients beyond that, because I think the education component is so important.
1: Well, we're published newsletters so that people could become informed. And there's lots of access to data out there. What's important, we try to put in a newsletter every month. But the fundamental way we help our clients is because when people invest money, the theory is by having a manager pick the right investments, the dollars that people put into our fund will hopefully grow. We can't promise it's illegal to promise a return on an investment, so we're not offering a promise. what we're offering is the best opportunity we can think of offering where you have the best chance of earning really good returns over a period of time that you won't miss. The boat or won't miss the bus, where you can invest in the changes that are taking place today and participate with one investment in one fund and with one manager. And the way we help our clients is make it comfortable, make it simple. We communicate monthly with statements, we can communicate monthly with newsletters. And the idea being is they get to participate in this revolution of finance.
0: Yes, I think keeping it simple is always the best, especially if it's something that could be new. <laughs> new is maybe right. uncomfortable for some people. So keeping it simple and easy and a one place go to for a great mm-hmm. product and education is really important. Uh,
1: let me just make a comment on before you go on. But the, the one comment I'll make on that is a lot of people say, "Oh well, Bitcoin's already up to fifty or sixty thousand dollars. I've missed the boat." That is so far from the truth. This is the first inning of the ball game. The upside is going to dwarf what we've already seen. So, people to get involved soon are going to participate in the dynamic growth of the digital asset and decentralized finance markets.
0: David, I can't agree with you more. I mean, I know investors who sold out at $400 on <laughs> Bitcoin and now they're kicking themselves. And then, exactly, people who think, oh, how could it go past $60,000? But it's a movement. It's not a point in time and think that this is the cap. That's like saying, well, this is going to be capped.
1: <laughs> and it's not about Bitcoin. Bitcoin yeah. is just the biggest asset that everyone's heard about. And we, we have Bitcoin in our fund and we'll probably always have Bitcoin in our fund, but it's not the fund. The fund diversifies across many tokens, many different ways to take part in the digital revolution that's taking place in finance.
0: Absolutely. So, since starting your firm, how have you developed or pivoted your thesis or business and why?
1: The pivots we've made so far is that we're evaluating trading strategies, staking strategies, and evaluating what private equity companies that support the industry to take a position in. So, they're not really a pivot, it's more of an evolution. We're mostly what we call spot long, where we allocate assets to digital coins, decentralized finance, infrastructures. And then as opportunities develop and they're developing all the time, there wouldn't be a pivot. They would be in addition to the strategy, including them in the fence of what we have in and what we don't have in.
0: So thinking about since you started your firm, what do you feel that you got right?
1: We timed it right. We've got a great team and the market is begging for what we're offering. Everyone we talk to says, you have the right product at the right time in the right place. So that's pretty good reinforcement.
0: You had such a stellar and long career. What advice would you give to people? Some key learning experiences that you've had where you're like, man, I wish I had known this. If I could go back to 1994, what advice would you uh, give yourself?
1: Well, I'm personally somebody who could speak directly to that question. So here it is. OPEC had really high oil prices in the late 2000s, and Tesla was coming out with a Roadster that was going to be the first all-electric car. And so I was doing very well, and I said, you know, I'm going to buy that Roadster, and I went and bought it from Elon Musk in 2008. I didn't get it delivered uh, until 2009, and I got one of the very first Teslas ever made in the world. Wow, And they gave me options to buy 500 Tesla shares at $17. I bought those shares. And when Tesla grew, the price of the stock grew to $90. I said to myself, these people are losing money. I can't really see it going a lot higher than $90. Even me being the financial advisor, I said, you know, I'm gonna cash out with a big profit from 17 to 90 and walk away with a big profit, which was great. But hindsight's 2020, 20, and that money I walked away with is like a very, very tiny percentage of what the value of that stock portfolio would be today had I kept it today. Because who would have known? Well, it's the same thing in what we're doing today. What I'm telling people is there are gonna be certain digital assets Not necessarily Bitcoin or Ethereum or the big ones, but there are going to be certain digital assets that are going to go up tremendously. And because we're in the investment business, it would be improper for me to say, well, it's going to be 10 times or 1,000 times. I'll just say that our internal expectations are certain NFTs, certain digital assets, certain tokens are going to have dynamic growth where they're going to multiply in value amazingly. and For people to pick them themselves, if they really, really want to do it, God bless them, they should go do it themselves. But if they don't feel comfortable, if they don't feel confident, the best way to approach it is to have a manager that you get comfortable with picking those. And some of those are going to be tremendous winners. A few of them won't. But that's the point of having a pool. You don't suffer from having put all your money in a bad horse or a bad token. You get the advantage of the overall pool and the growth of the overall pool, which will include all the winners and some of the losers. But on balance, it'll be a good experience. I hope that addresses your question. I think I got a little off topic, but that's what triggered my thinking.
0: No, I, I love that. I agree with you. So, this is my last and favorite question. What do you think is your superpower and why?
1: Oh, thank you for asking that. Because actually, after I retired, I said to myself, I'm not the richest guy in the world i'm not the smartest guy in the world what is my super what do i do better than almost anybody and i can tell you what it is now it's this i don't have to understand the technology in tremendous detail i just have to understand it in sufficient detail and then i can talk to another person who may not know as much as i know but after speaking to them i can translate what i know about a more complicated subject to a more easily understandable, bite-sized explanation for them. So I give you a perfect example. There's a gentleman that is in my community who is an NFT, non-fungible token expert. And before he explained it to me, I wasn't a great supporter of non-fungible tokens. But after he explained over two hours how his business works, how non-fungible tokens work, how they're going to change the world and how they're going to change the ownership of all kinds of assets from artwork to access to celebrities, to access to music, to access to many, many, many things. I'm not going to go on and on. I realized that NFTs are just scratching the surface of what's possible. Then people have talked to me after that, what is an NFT? And I can say to them, well, NFT is a way of digitizing access and ownership of various kinds of assets. And I basically can explain it to them, which I took a two-hour conversation and boiled it down to a couple paragraphs where they get a modicum of understanding. I think that's what I do better than most others.
0: It's such a talent. When I was in private equity, I had the pleasure of meeting Marshall Brain. He started How Stuff Works. And he took super mm-hmm. complicated things and distilled it down so that anyone can understand it. And I think it's a real value proposition and real for the firm. And obviously, not many people can do it. It's a really hard thing to do. I agree. Thank you so much, David, for taking the time. I really appreciate learning about your journey and about your new firm and walking us through digital assets.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. I enjoyed
0: it. Thank you for listening to Prime Alpha's Visionaries and Innovators podcast. As always, you can head over to primealpha.com to sign up to our email list, as well as check out our other podcasts. See you next time.